Welcome to Bowfinger Minute. My name is Johan. We will be going over Minute 61. It starts with Bowfinger sizing up the shot and ends with the signal coming off Jeremy Renfro's stolen car. I'm your host, Johan. I've hosted other shows like uh, Independence Day Minute and Starship Troopers Minute. I'm joined today with my girlfriend, Carissa. This is her first uh, recording and also the first time she's ever seen Bowfinger. Uh, so what did you think of the first time watching Bowfinger? I thought it was pretty funny. What did you think in the first like minute, maybe five minutes? Did it uh, seem like a bad movie? It seemed interesting. It seemed different. Yeah. And seeing Steve Martin and then Eddie Murphy at the same time. Yeah, the cast was really good. Yeah, you'd think you wouldn't think that they would be a good comedy duo. No. <laughs> and especially young Heather Graham and everything, because it kind of, like, she was already a starlet, but it wasn't seem like she hit her big stride. I think she was a better, she started coming out as a really good actress in um, Hangover. Yeah. And this one, she just seemed kind of ditzy, played, like, obviously someone from the Midwest, and kind of rose <laughs> through the ranks. Yeah. <laughs> And also in this minute, we see John Cho, a very young John Cho. This is pre-Harold uh, and Kumar John Cho. Very very few uh, lines. And then eventually just disappears into the background. <laughs> uh, and in the minute, we also come across uh, actor Kevin Skinnell. Uh, he was known for being in Turner and Hooch. Uh he was also in Clueless, although I can't quite remember his character in Clueless. I don't remember him in Clueless. I do remember him in Turner and Hooch. Yeah. And he was also in such shows like Third Rock from the Sun. He was in a movie, Chairman of the Board, which reminds me of a very funny joke by Norm MacDonald. And also he was in Late Shift, a very good movie. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Might be something we may have to watch. But, so, um... Coming up to this minute where they're really trying to film. They're doing the quote-unquote guerrilla style uh, filming, as he called it. Uh, did you think that these parts were starting to become funny the way that when the filming really starts to go? Yeah, it started to really piece together more. and It was a lot funnier. Yeah, because especially without Kit knowing exactly what he was doing um, throughout every 
all the shenanigans that they're doing um you really get the sense that uh of how eddie murphy is seems to be a more dynamic actor in this movie than uh god even like his earlier comedy days like uh coming to america and trading places which i've also shown you yeah (laughs) really very funny yeah but he had definitely had more acting chops in this one than i thought especially uh him playing jeff at the same time Uh, oh yeah i really like that yeah so playing two characters in the same movie i thought he was doing a little bit better of a job here than when he did uh uh the nutty professor and the clumps and norbit yeah (laughs) so um So this mo- this movie uh, it wasn't a big release. Uh, I don't remember it coming on theaters, and you... I don't either because I was young. <laughs> yeah. But you were even saying you didn't even see like a single trailer, like you didn't even see it anywhere. I don't recall ever seeing anything. I think when I first saw it, it was uh, showing up on HBO, and it was just on replay continuously. And um, there are definitely a lot of scenes that are worth rewatching in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of scenes in this, uh, in our minutes that are coming up, where um, he's he's really starting his paranoia really starts to ramp up, and I think this part, like you see his paranoia really start to hit home because everybody's interacting him, act, interacting with him as a actor and also as a non-actor and all of them just seem to just hit the right notes of just how to make his paranoia just like start to spiral Mm -hmm. so um so i don't know how most of the police uh really patrol la even when we used to live in california but any moving van that shows up or even any van I don't remember a cop immediately showing up, seeing or asking if they have a filming permit, knowing exactly that they're going to be filming. Wouldn't be at the top of their list, and it's not something they really look out for. No, definitely not. Yeah, because we we've seen uh, a, like a couple times there's some filming that happens in LA, and they block it off and whatnot. But the police aren't as vigilant on a filming set as you, they would with just just about everything else they need to do in LA yeah so immediately after the cop shows up uh you can see that bowfinger like the wheels start turning in his head of how is he going to get out of this because um clearly started off with not a lot of money definitely doesn't have all the the permits that he needs but as soon as uh he asks like are you in charge you can you can see like he's trying to find a way that he can pawn this off to somebody else doesn't immediately answer yes He's just like, uh, like you can tell that like he might be caught in something if he tries to tell somebody else they're in charge of the filming and that's when he could lose everything. So he's definitely, he's definitely a type of con man that isn't a normal one Mm -hmm. because he, he has good intentions. Uh, he just wants to make a movie, but he also doesn't want to lose everybody that is around him. Um, I mean, sometimes it seems a bit selfish because he is taking advantage of him, but then he tries to make it pay off in a way. Yeah. And uh, when he when he immediately pulls the 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 cop aside, with the you ever think about filming? 
it's definitely that just that little thing that uh you try and do to try and uh connive your way into something Mm -hmm. and you just know it's going to lead up to something and um we don't get the payoff but somebody else will but uh we do have uh this actor coming back later on um to to finalize like kind of like the conversation that they had with Steve Martin. And then we have uh Kit Ramsey pulling up to uh the photo shoot that he was supposed to have. Uh you see Jeff kind of giggling as he's putting <laughs> the <Yeah>. mic. <laughs> just everything about Jeff is just so innocent and just like so he's just happy to be there. He's happy to have friends. Mm-hmm. And like the complete opposite of his brother, yeah. basically. He he's very he's very grateful of uh-huh. everything that's going on and he like but he's also so gullible to being yeah. taken advantage. When he giggles too. It's he, very childlike and funny. Yeah, it's kind of adorable the I, way I do like it. It's funny. <laughs> like just that Especially giggle. with the braces too. It's a it's it makes a good it funnier. Touch. It does make touch. it funnier. His eyes like even though he squints his teeth like uh-huh. like everything about it. Almost it almost looks like he's gonna drool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just he he lights up and it, there's there's just such a different um, it's total yin and yang between mm-hmm. like uh, Jeff and Kit and it's just it, in a way it's just so endearing about how he plays Jeff. Um, but when he's uh, trying to get the the microphone uh, in place, it, it definitely goes to the uh, he he wants to be the gopher again like he just wants to do stuff on the side he he doesn't like being in front of the camera he'd yeah. rather just be immediately around it yeah he wants to kind of assist in everything yeah which is totally different than kit because kit wants his oscar he mm-hmm. wants his uh what's it called his uh, buck the wonder slave <laughs> 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 like film and um it it's just it's so weird that he plays two contrasting roles and it could have been even just somebody else and just one of those buddy like um could have been like one of those where they just try and get two people that look kind of similar like uh judge dread where they had armando sante playing across like sylvester stallone kind of shame same head shape same same body type very similar hair wasn't close they could have been two completely different people but eddie murphy manages to pull it off playing two completely different people yeah at the same time um not a lot of there's not a lot of actors i think that manage to get roles that do that and Mm -hmm. a lot of times they take that role a little bit sometimes for granted where they go too far um adam sandler's jack and jill being one of them Mm -hmm. like it just doesn't pan out but this one he just manages to do it like pretty well yeah he did a really good job i always used to tell people that bowfinger is like one of uh eddie murphy's like great movies in almost 20 years that just didn't get to see the light of day like it should have yeah because even his uh more critically panned movies that weren't as good um like i was telling chris a thousand words Mm -hmm. i think that's that was the name of it um well, Doctor Doolittle, but you like that. I one. I like Doctor Doolittle, yeah. but that was back in my childhood. Yeah. So, uh, Haunted Mansion that he did mm-hmm. wasn't super good, but 
but I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, it was it was a Disney film. Okay. Yeah, of the haunted mansion. Yeah, I didn't watch a lot of Disney like uh, Feature Disney Channel films. stuff. I watched a lot of Disney movies. Like it was a Disney. It wasn't a Disney Channel thing. Really, I never, I never yeah. even heard of it. Yeah, I used to see it everywhere because it was. It. It's weird now that you see a a Disney film Jumanji mm-hmm. with The Rock. Yeah, it's which strange. is which is the one of their featured rides, mm-hmm. and then they had one of the Haunted Mansion, which is another one of their featured rides. Yeah, I love and that it, ride, <laughs> and it just didn't seem to do well. I it there may have just been a thing of just like much like uh, comic book heroes and comic book movies then versus now, it just wasn't the right time. Yeah, it, you a lot of people didn't know what to do with. Uh, original existing ideas and try and adapt it to something better. In fact, there's a lot of movies that were turned into movies that did not turn really well. Yeah. And I think Lord of the Rings is kind of like a big, big step in that direction. Same with Harry Potter, mm-hmm. about using films uh, or ha- using books to adapt into films. Mm-hmm. And just instead of trying to make something new, you adapt what's already there into something that you want to see. Yeah. So. But, uh, yeah, so he had Haunted Mansion, which didn't... And then the Pluto Nash, which was before this one. Because mm-hmm. this is also... There's also the... Uh, this is prior Y2K. <laughs> yep, that's true. Yep. Yeah, so... Uh, and then the cell phones. Oh, my gosh, yeah, that's so funny. They they kind of just started... It's... It, well, here... it It's weird that there's... Um, there's still a touch of the new school or a new technology it's, it's like new and old mixed together it it's new at the time yeah but, but but then they had even older looking stuff kind of mixed together yeah yeah like uh but that seems so hollywood yep like i mean it's kind of the same now it's just like where people kind of have like the nostalgia like remember when uh lenny kravitz had the uh the the headphone or the the hands free thing that looked exactly like an old uh, tethered I think landline. I, I think yeah, I that. this is around that time where yeah. people are just it, it, there's there's always going to be that person, mm-hmm. and this is one of those guys that happens to do that. Yep. <laughs> but um, having even Robert Downey Jr. in this, and this is pre Iron Man, mm-hmm. and he still looks so young. I know he did. Yeah. So, it's crazy how young he looked. Yeah, but um, Jeremy Renfro is the one whose car gets kind of used for this. Um, there's a good payoff for like a good callback on this one, uh, which to me was a bit surprising because when Bowfinger saw him in the in the restaurant, it didn't seem like he was actually on board. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, well, we don't have Kid Ramsey, but I just think that there had to have been something later on that had to have his like release to to have him or to have it in production, but he couldn't prove that that was his car. Yeah, but I mean, they changed the plates because he says that he saw him in Wyoming, mm-hmm. but then his car was so rare that. There's no way that could have possibly not been his car. Yeah. <laughs> and he knew. Yeah. But he can't prove it. No, because that's different plates. There's uh-huh. no way to prove it. But, uh, well, it seems to be kind of like the end of that the minute where 
they're getting the signal um, that kit is coming up and this is where technically action is going to start because mm -hmm. our not necessarily our hero of the film well the hero of chubby rain starts yeah. a show, which is a crazy title oh yeah that was the other thing like you you kind of miss the introduction of chubby rain yeah but, i barely missed it and i was kind of confused but yeah it, it makes it, no sense like no, in like a really far-fetched, like off-the-wall way, yes. Yeah. But it's so bizarre. It, it, yeah. Just Literally the weirdest title for it. <laughs> yeah, because I think this is also post uh, signs. If I'm yeah, not mistaken. I think I think it is. So now they're mixing aliens with water. <laughs> well, I don't know. It might have been right around the same time. I can't remember. Uh... Well, you're right. The years do blend together on this one, but uh, no, this is pre signs yeah so i mean i i don't want to say that uh Shyamalan may have stolen this idea and just kind of flipped it with a twist but uh i mean this it's just so far-fetched of an idea that aliens sneak onto uh raindrops mm -hmm. <laughs> and i guess to try and um impregnate people and <laughs> become pod people it just the touches pod people one just cracks me up yeah it it just uses like a similar or like a a standard trope that mm -hmm. but no no one there is like really a pod person at the same time no <laughs> so i don't know there's a lot it's of just kit he really believed it yeah he, that... he fully believed it yeah there's he was really losing it yeah there's a lot of times where it seems like kit as a character just it, it it's so different than the rest of the cast that it it really does feel like he is not part of the main cast at the mm -hmm. same time like jiff is yeah jiff is definitely part of that that ragtag uh group but then kit is not yeah Be because like everything about him is just like so extravagant so flamboyant so out out there like he's someone that would show up on like like he would be like a buzzfeed or watch mojo type character that yeah. would show up because he's just so eclectic and you just it, it's just so weird that he does not seem like he belongs to that group at all and yeah. it, it is kind of funny it is so uh but i do enjoy this movie i've watched it many many times um so uh that will be the end of this minute. We will see you to tomorrow. Uh, minute 62. Oh